These are from the teachings of Sri Ramakrishna. I'm going to try and translate what mom reads. I'll speak Bengali. When mankind can know their own selves, then they can know God. Who am I? When you think about it very deeply and sincerely, you will be able to see that I is no thing particular. Your hands, your feet, your blood, and your flesh, etc. Which one of these is me? Just as when you start to peel the skin of an onion, you peel and you peel and you peel, and all that you get appeals. There's no substance in the center. If you will contemplate in this way, you won't find anything that we can call I. Ultimately what remains, that is the soul. That is consciousness. When I becomes a thought that's very far away from me, then I can see God. There are two types of eyes. One is ripe, and one is unripe. The unripe eye is the eye that says, this is my house, this is my family, these are my children, and these are my attachments. <laughs> and the right eye says, I am the servant of God. I am the child of God. I am the eternal, liberated, Intrinsic nature of wisdom. The, the knowledge of the principles means knowing your own self. Thought, the word thought means the supreme soul. Thwam means the individual soul. And the unity between the individual soul and the supreme soul is known as tattva-gyan, what we call the knowledge of the principles. After one has attained to wisdom, God is not far away. He is not known as something different. Then that divinity is seen within the heart. He is within every heart. Whoever will search, they will find. The, this life, 
the 24 principles which make are the constituent elements of manifested existence. All of this perceivable universe is, and that is proof sufficient to demonstrate that God is. If you remove the divinity, nothing can remain. If you take the number one and place a number of zeros behind it, you get a great sum. If you remove the one, all that line of zeros amounts to no sum at all. The knowledge of one is wisdom. The knowledge of many is ignorance. That principle is with form and that principle is beyond form. Because of the devotion of devotees, that divinity assumes a manifested image. Do you know the relationship between without form and to with form? Just as water and ice. When the water congeals and freezes into a form, then it is called ice with form. <laughs> and when that ice dissolves and the water, the ice melts and the water goes all over the place, it is called without form. <laughs> Who's that, that eternal principle? It's her divine drama. For the benefit of the devotees, she puts on this play. If you can see that divinity in a human form, then you can give it your love. You can. She's going to speak about the relationship of the whole to the part. Uh, just like the relationship to uh, the fire and sparks. An avatar, a manifestation of God, is for the benefit of devotees. Not for the benefit of those who consider themselves intelligent. Get it. God is infinite and as great as you can conceive. If it, it, 
If it be her desire, she can assume a human form and she can reside in that form. Praying Bhakti Shekhavar Janna Ishwar Manushyur Dharan Kuret Shamoye Shamoye Avati Nahan. In order to teach us the, the ways of love and devotion, she takes a form from time to time to demonstrate to all of us what is pure love. If you can see an avatar, you can see God. If you go to the Ganges River and touch the waters of the river, you say, I have had the darshan of Ganga. It's not necessary to, in touch, to touch the entire river from Haridwar to the Bay of Bengal. <laughs> if you're not simple, it's not very it, it, you, it's not very easy to get God's grace very quickly. As long as you're steaming, it's very difficult to have the purity to see God. If you're not simple, it's difficult to find God. If you will call God in a simple and pure, sincere way, certainly you will see her. You have to pray to her, give me devotion, give me faith. If you get faith, then you've won the battle. If there is nothing greater than faith. Could you tell that story? I don't know. Which one? There were three sadhus sitting under a tree and doing the very difficult tapasya. They were meditating for many, many years, and one day Narad Muni walked by that tree, and the first sadhu said, Narad Muni, namaste. Please tell me, how long will it take me to attain enlightenment? Narad looked deeply within his own self. And he said, it's going to take you 10,000 lifetimes. <laughs> and the sadhu said, 10,000 lifetimes? Oh, no. And the second sadhu said, Narad, how long is it going to take me to reach enlightenment? And Narad looked deeply within his own self, and he said, it's going to take you 20,000 lifetimes. <laughs> 20,000 lifetimes! Oh no! The third sadhu said, Narad, how long is it going to take me to get enlightenment? And Narad looked within himself and said, It's going to take you 50,000 lifetimes. You mean I'm really going to make it? <laughs>
When God sees the faith of a child, she has compassion. If you have only thoughts about this worldliness, then you can't see God. Do that. Dip deeply. <laughs> Learn how to love God purely. Become intoxicated with your love affair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. It, it's not a thinking process. When you fall in love, you do it with your heart. Cultivate the love affair with God. It's very, very difficult to attain a human body. If you can't attain to the fullest realization of true existence and consciousness and bliss when you have this human body, then consider yourself at a great loss. <laughs> It's not sufficient to say that God is, then we'll sit down. Who, who has seen the principle that God is has to go close to her? You have to call her yourself. You have to pray yourselves. Show yourself to us. You have to cry with sincerity. Join From repeating God's mantras, you can come close to her. In by putting ourselves in a company jump alone without showing to others and reciting the names of God. You, you get Kripa. Uh, you earn God's grace. That grace in Sanskrit is Kripa. 
Kriman means do and pa means get. What you do is what you get, is the grace. And then you get to see her. And you get to talk with her. Just like we're talking with you right now. She's telling you the truth. You get to see her just like we're seeing and talking right now. If you do a little bit of sadhana and say, gosh, God didn't show herself to me, don't stop. <laughs> oh, when you find a jewel, there are many of them. <laughs> If you didn't find one little piece, don't say that that mountain is without any jewels. When your mouth and your mind are in the same place, that's called sadhana. Um, many people are calling, hey God, you are my all. They haven't uh, thought of God as their all. When uh, who was calling God with their mouths and thinking of their worldly attachments? They have an obstruction in their sadhana and their sincerity is wanting. Could I tell the story? You sure can. I don't know which one you're talking about, but you can certainly. It's you your can, program. You can tell the story. I can tell the story. There's uh, two men went to there's uh, Is it in English? Bhagavad Gita. Sure. Tell it in English. Okay. Now, Mother's going to describe the difference between sincere devotion and the type of devotion that we showed other people. <laughs> God looks at our minds and our hearts just as your attitude so is your gain do you sing that song? yeah maybe well, this is a beautiful song. It says, "That's okay. It can be a little bit." <laughs> <We're not finished. laughs> a bath is an attitude. Just as is your attitude. Just as is your attitude, so is your game. And the root is your idea. So from your attitude, your attitude grows.
As is your thought, so is your prophet. The root is your idea. The devotee of Kali is liberated while living and is a manifestation of eternal bliss. If your consciousness will stay at the feet of Kali, if your consciousness will stay, you will find the lake of the nectar of immortality, then the functions of worship, fire ceremonies, and sacrifice are nothing absolutely unnecessary. Just as is your idea, the substance of your thought is your reality. You don't like it where you're at. Change your thought. There were two friends walking along the footpath. They came to a temple where someone was reciting the Bhagavad scriptures. One friend said to the other, he said, Hey, my friend, come, let's go listen to the word of God. Uh, one, the other friend replied with disgust. <laughs> oh, he said, I'm sorry, I have a date with a prostitute. <laughs> He met his girlfriend and after a short time of engagement, his mind became filled with disgust. He started to think um, within his own self, contemptible am I? My friend is listening to the word of God. And look at where I have found myself. At the same time, the friend who was sitting in the temple thought to himself, contemptible am I. What? What fool am I? I'm listening to this crazy pundit going on, expounding about something he's never experienced. <laughs> and my friend is enjoying the grace of love. <laughs> when the two men died, the man who was in the temple listening to the scriptures was taken to the lower worlds. <laughs> and the gentleman who was in the house of ill repute went to heaven. <laughs> God looks to your mind. <laughs> Who is performing what work is of no consequence to God. It's the attitude with which we perform. The substance of your thoughts is your reality. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what I believe?